Hello and welcome to Maths Hysteria, a podcast all about Married at First Sight with me, Omar Abid. And today I'm joined by genuinely, I think, one of the most fascinating people I've seen on any series of Married at First Sight because it's created so much discussion. Uh, a lot of people didn't like him. <laughs> I, I always found him quite entertaining and already just in our uh, off-air chat, very interesting. Kwame! Yeah. How you doing, Omar? Good to be here, bro. I'm well, thank you for coming on. Just before we get started, I've said this to you off air, but I think it's important to say on air as well that I really appreciate you coming on because we've definitely had a few pops at you. We've definitely taken the piss. Yes. (laughs) You know, there's been a lot, you've given us a lot of material. But throughout the course of the series, you've actually engaged with us on on social media and we've briefly discussed how you, you... I suspect you've had a fair bit of criticism. What's it been like while the show's been airing for you? Yeah, do you know what? It's been interesting. It's, um, I feel like there's a divide. There's two teams. You know, there's the, we support you, Kwame. We understand you're great. We love you. And then, of course, there are the others. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think, you know, just like generally in life, sometimes negative, negative energy gets louder. It, it is louder than than positive energy. So, you know, me, I like to just, I can flow with the two. And I suppose because I know I didn't do anything malicious, I didn't do anything that was what you would call technically bad. I just probably had some views or decisions that were different. You know, when you're like that, you're going to get some people that will not necessarily agree. So for me, it was absolutely fine. What do you think was the, and, and I agree, it's obvious the negative stuff gets much more traction for some reason it than does. positivity. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, so I'm going to go for the negative stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, go for it, my man. Go what, for it. What, what was the biggest criticism that you received? I think the biggest one was not doing the homestay at my home. Right. I think that, you know, going to the park. And that was that was both... It was, it was split in three, you know, in three sections. You had those who understood and agreed and also, you know, highlighted the fact that I weren't the only one that didn't do the homestay. Then you had those who um, found humour in it and did loads of memes and jokes. And then you had those who were like, just couldn't understand why. Um, and, and, and that was the criticism, like, how could you not, Take her, take her to your home, and made conclusions off the back of that, which weren't correct, but yeah, well, definitely. When I was thinking about what we needed to talk about, the homestay was one we was we one have, of them. <laughs> yeah, we have to touch on it, but I'm here for it, mate. <laughs> the, I just said to you off air as well. There's so many different uh, instances I need to talk about with you that it's best, I think, to just work through it chronologically. So yeah. What made you want to go on the show? Because, you know, you're, you're a good-looking, successful, successful fella. Thank I'm you, always sir. surprised by some of the people who choose to go on. What, what led you to that? I'll be honest with you, Omar. I was contacted by, I think, one of the scouts um, okay. via, via Instagram and, um, you know, asked, would I be interested in coming on the process? Um, and at first, you know, being a father, being a businessman, um, and, and the way I am, I, I thought to myself, absolutely not. <laughs> no way, you know. And then 
I did think to myself that, look, you know, I've been dating, you know, for a good while now and not necessarily found someone who I can be with as, you know, like husband and wife. And that is something that I do want to be. I want to be, I want to have a wife, you know. Um, at the very least, a, a long lasting relationship, you know. Mm -hmm. So I thought to myself, look, all the ways I've been trying haven't been working, you know. Um, and when I looked at the process that they use on the experiment to not only analyze you as an individual, but use that process to find someone to match, I thought maybe this will be the answer. So um, yeah, that's what made me go, look, let me give it a shot. I'm single, I've got nothing to lose. I'm, I'm self-employed, so I, I am able to manage my time, you know, um, and, you know, with regards to it, there were some things I wanted to negotiate, like, can I still work? Can I still see my kids? Um, and once those two things were agreed, it was a go. And, and were you able to see your kids? I've wondered that because yeah. you were. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. We, um, you know, we, we were given the option. I think, you know, that, the, the similarity case and I had is that we both run our own businesses and we both had children. So, you, you know, as long as you booked in advance, production was very nice to go, okay, we'll organise. Say, for example, I've got uh, my team meetings on Wednesday mornings. 10 a.m. They were organized that I would have my phone and my laptop at that time. So I could do the meeting, you know, maybe an hour, hour and a half. And in that time, then you, you return it back. And the same again for speaking with your children, you know, mm -hmm. they would bring your phone and give you that time. You're not filming, you know, and have a chat and sometimes organize an actual visit. So a location. And they were very nice. You know, they would taxi like my mom with my kids or my sister with my kids to a location, Uber me there, and then I would get to have a wonderful time with them, which is oh, hard man. sometimes, yeah. It was hard because then you had to leave. You have to leave, mate. I'm telling you, I've, I'm not a crier. And the first time I remember when I said bye to them, I saw them off to like the escalators so they could go down, you know, into the train station. And I'm walking back to where my car is waiting for me. I had a cap, mate. Omar, I couldn't pull that cap low enough because <laughs> I'm walking and I am I held it together. My, my youngest was like, don't cry, daddy, as they're going away. That sent me. Oh, no. And I was just like, oh, my God. And this was like, this was like just straight after the honeymoon. So it was, it was tough. It was hard. I'm already getting a sense of as we go through these things, I think a lot of the, the things that have happened on the series might might start to make a bit more sense. Yeah, yeah, so, I think so. What, what I want to fast forward to then is the, the wedding day, mm. which was one of the funniest weddings <laughs> I've seen. For real? <laughs> First and foremost, did you get a holiday? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know the thing, but I get it. It's good TV. It's good TV. I'm telling you now, Omar, we had even production say, this was one of the best weddings mm -hmm. in terms of getting along, fun, vibes, dancing, music. And obviously we, were, we liked each other. So that worked. Our families liked each other. But there's a narrative <laughs> that is, is I, I don't know, you know, whether it's chosen prior to you being picked or while you're on there or once they've seen your story, 
and then they 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 pick uh, you know a pathway. But I I don't know why certain things were shown. Some as some person went on my page the other day and it showed a picture of you know all of us doing the candy, you know mm-hmm. the candy dance, um, and I had um, so, some African drums and an auntie that came out. It's a sort of cultural thing, and that did the dance to the drums playing. That was like we did the soul train, you know, where someone comes out and does a dance. I had like an hour conversation with Kay's granddad, mm-hmm. you know, which they even orchestrated, you know, like, we want you to go and have a conversation with the granddad and we're going to film that if you don't mind. I'm like, yeah, this is great. There were so many other parts, you know, yeah. but they sort of jumped from the wedding and, uh, um, you know, the speech. I went straight to me on the table. And the thing I've said to people is, I was nervous, man. You know, I had the entire family, brothers, sisters, granddad, Kay, and then her mom. First time meeting and speaking with my bride's mom right there. And I was just nervous, Omar. And I came up with that line. And honestly, I was watching it like, oh, good <laughs> Lord, bro. But there were so many other wonderful conversations, but they just, you know, um, Do you feel then, because I often wonder, people sometimes complain about the way things are edited. As as a whole, do you think you were, although there's the odd moment here, like they chose that line out of a full day of a a wedding uh, to go for a a laugh. Do you feel on the whole that you were represented well? I I made sure, Omar, the answer to that is yes. I, I made sure that I was myself throughout. So no matter which parts are picked, you will see me. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I've always, it's, I, I'm, I'm not, I didn't go on there to please the public. I went on there to find the wife and to, you know, do it the best way I could while maintaining respect, maintaining respect for her and also for myself. So, you know, I, I think it's fair. And, you, you know, when you go onto these sort of platforms, Omar, you know, you, they tell you, look, you may not like what you see. The timeline might be shifted. We might grab something you said there and put it over a, a, a visual there. Public will speak. People will have opinions. This is what you're signing up to. So, you know, it's, it's just something you just got to know can happen. Yeah, I think that's, you've summed it up well there because you kind of think if you if you're authentic throughout, then really how much can they manipulate it to make you look, they can't make you look like a totally different person. Exactly. But don't get me wrong. They, you know, that if I say to you, I don't like Ford cars because I've heard that in the past, they can be unreliable. And one time my mum was stranded on the motorway. If you hear all of that, you get a narrative of, okay, he doesn't like Ford cars, and we now know why. And gosh, what a horrible experience. There's understanding. But if I if they cut it out, I don't like Ford cars. So although you are being yourself and saying what you need to say, if the sentence is cut there, it gives a totally different narrative. And now people then have to make up their own conclusions as to why you don't like Ford you know, and mm-hmm. there are times when you're looking at the TV and you're like, play the full sentence or show the whole, give context. Mm-hmm. Because people can only, you know, assume. So going, going back to that wedding day, 
Mm. Because one of the areas early on, especially, I felt I was on the podcast defending you against Kelly, was that uh, I thought you were being respectful because it's come up in other series with other couples where with with the sex issue. Okay, yeah. And where I think you were being respectful and even in the way you acknowledge that you might go for a different physical physical type as your preference yes. while yeah. acknowledging that without being without being rude about it you know you yeah. weren't shutting anything down yeah uh, but to me you were saying let's build something a bit more first maybe the way that that was worded could have could have been better or again maybe that was the edit but how how do you you feel that that was that was portrayed and were you, were you happy with that uh, they took a kind of comedic slant on that as well i think yeah, yeah. Um, I'd, I'd say in the beginning, it was probably one of the top viral videos going around, especially in that week, you know, and it weren't edits. Everything I said there, that that part, they just let it roll. I think we gave such good TV there. <laughs> they were just like, let it, just let it run, let it run, <laughs> you know. Um, it was a misunderstanding on, 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 on her part, you know. I, like you said, I was being respectful. And I think the question was, what do you think is stopping like your intimacy going to the next level? Mm. And I, I, I'm, you know, when you're thinking that it's me, it is, it, I, I am holding back. And I think a lot of the general public, quite a lot of people um, were a bit surprised by her response because they, they had said, look, what's in the show? Leading up to that point, it was clear that, you know, she was a very interesting party in terms of intimacy you know, and that I was the one hold, holding back. So when I was now just basically saying in a sentence what people had seen um, and did it in a respectful way, um, I think, it, you know, a lot of people were like, you know, I, I, I remember even one of the cast members said to me, now, now that I've seen it in, in its entirety, I now understand where you're coming from. But, you know, sometimes these things happen. You know, you've got cameras, there's everyone around. You can feel a little bit maybe embarrassed. You know, you've misunderstood what's been said. And then and then you react, you know. And, um, but yeah, it was just a big misunderstanding, I think. But I think everything I said was, you know, was honest. It was respectful. Um, yeah, that's what I said. I think the early part of your relationship, from what we were shown, it was kind of defined by that about about the sex, really. And the, yes. the, the you know, I'm not here for foolishness in case you're looking straight down the camera was the first yeah. big, big meme I thought. <laughs> yeah, she broke the fourth wall. Which I think again, that was probably one of the first tweets I saw from you guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was just like, yeah. And it was, it was hilarious. And like you said, it's almost a comical angle yeah. on a real topic. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, it's good. Well, I, was, I would liken it to the way that I think the way that uh, Jenna's veganism was blown up to be a big thing out of that whole their whole time together. I suppose it was the the only thing they could find to to show. Really, that's so right. I, w- I wonder if with your intimacy thing, it was that everything else was going well, but that's then here's it. this thing for for them for them to use. That's right, Omar. If you think about it, look at after the intimacy, what issue did we have? And we were there literally to the end. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, 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 I kind of feel for production because in a sense, it was like, what story did we run with these guys? 
mm-hmm. because they, we were just getting on. We were just getting on. And for a lot of the time, I mean, Paul often referred to us as the mum and dad of the group. What we were doing was some of the experts' work, you know? <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, people, I, I don't know who didn't come to our apartment at some point where advice was given either by me or by Kay, you know, to say, look, give it a time, did it do it, or I'll go and speak to, we just got along. And that was, that was something that was just highlighted in the beginning. And, and, and we had no issue until the very end. Well, I think it's interesting you say that about uh, the, the, um, the different couples coming to you because it became yeah. clear to, just before you left, I think one of the dinner parties that you, how well liked you both were amongst the group. Yeah. And I, I don't think up until that point, it had really been, been shown as much. Yes, that's right. The, the, you know, I mean, even I remember at the resort, Omar, um, you know, where we had the guys day, the lads day, and there was the ladies day. And when that finished and we all caught up with our wives, the buzz going around with Connie, all the wives said you, that you're the <laughs> one they would pick yeah, as, was- a, as, a, as a second wife. And I was like, I was shocked. You know, the, what, April? April said <laughs> me, you know? And I, I, was, I was flattered, but I was also shocked. But I also noticed that that weren't shown. Mm. You know, what they showed was more, it was, it, became, it was more about the Gemma and Whitney issue yeah. at the resort. It was probably only at the table, the dinner table, where I think Jenna said, oh, you know, all the ladies said Kwame because it's X, Y, and Z. But, and that's the thing. There are some certain points that are so, I think was so crucial, but for whatever reason, you know, it was omitted, you know. Um, and, and you gotta, you got to take it with, you got to take it with that. I'll tell you one, one of the scenes that I really wish they put in was when the lads had the basket, when we had a basketball game. Right. And the ladies played croquet. And they cut that out because our game was phenomenal. It was, <laughs> I could sit here for five minutes and talk to you about that game. Who was on what side, the, you know, the nets that were gained, how people scored. It was, it was brilliant. And oh, when I heard it's not going in the car, I was just like, but yeah. Why, why do you think it was just because it was a, it was such a bonding thing? I, I think so. I think it was too happy. Right. When, 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 I, when I look back, I'm thinking, mm, maybe they would have liked to see maybe a bit more going off. Well, what I want to come back to chronologically, I think the first point of conflict with someone outside of your, I wouldn't say you had conflict with Keisha, but you know, yeah. outside of uh, your relationship with Keisha was with Shanita. Sure. And her and Jordan had a blip and she'd said that she'd thought that you might have ADHD. Yeah, and then they yeah. came off the settee and and sat down, and then you started started talking talking to her. Yeah, run, run us through that. What from your from your side of things? Yeah, no problem. I mean, number one, like I said, I was like the dad of the group. Do you see what I mean? And Jordan was my number one. Do you, do you know what I mean? It was like Keisha was there as a wife, as a mate, as a brother. Was Jordan? We were like this from the beginning. And um, I, I had been with him throughout the week. And, you know, those comments really threw him off. It really hurt him. Um, I don't know if you could see his face, his demeanor mm. when he was on the couch, because he's always so bubbly and happy. And it really, it hurt me to see him that hurt, you know? And he was like, you know, I, 
I, I don't think it's fair that she would say that I have that and blah, 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 you know. So the irony is this, Omar, when they came off the couch, if you play it back, you'll see that I was actually saying it in jest. I was actually joking because Jordan and Shanita were like our very close friends. They were like our younger, you know, from off camera, the, the time we spent in our hotel room before we even moved to the apartments, because we were in the same hotel, we spent time together giving advice, guiding the two of them. Do you see what I mean? Um, and so I, 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 me and Shanita got a great relationship. So when she came and sat down, it was just more of a case of no more diagnosing my boy now for her to just go, oh, stop it, Kwame, or I know, I know, do you see what I mean? But yeah. watching it back, what I realized is it was such a tense commitment ceremony they had and conversation that I just think when she came and sat down, her defenses were just up. And so she took what I was saying in jest as an attack. And then she responded, you know, and because of the way she responded, you're one of the experts, da, da, da. I was like, whoa, Shan, this is me. Like, come on, man. We don't fight like this, you know? And, I, and, and so I just thought, look, bottom line. And do you, know, do you know what, Omar? I just didn't, I felt like the experts covered it, but I didn't think it was covered in depth enough. Like, it was almost like, okay, we see why you said it. And I was thinking, I, where I was coming from is, unless you're a doctor, you can't say those things to people. You know, you can, you can suggest it, but you can't say it. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I was just saying that it's not something that I think you can go around and just say. You know, I think you've got to be very careful who you say it to. Be, be mindful, because these things can really hurt people. But that's, that's all it was. I guess we didn't get to see the afterwards with you and Shanita, presumably all, all made up very yeah. quickly. Yeah, we, yeah, we, I think the, um, we made a point at the next dinner party to do a hug and, you know, I love ya, et cetera. So we did it off camera, but we, we also did it on camera because we wanted to show like, listen, we're good. But of course that didn't come in the cup. And until and, and today, you know, you'll see I like Shanita's, she likes my post. We comment under each other's, we're good. You know, you're, you're my best mates, missus. So it's, it's, it's all good. That was very quickly quashed. What are the what are the commitment ceremonies ceremonies like for you with the we hear the quite intense days like eight hours of just being on the settee and you know right. emotions keep it's a roller coaster. It can be longer than eight hours. You can be at the set ready at nine a.m. and you could be getting in your cab at eleven p.m. Wow! To go back to the apartment with your issues. <laughs> <laughs> You're going back to the apartment with your missus or your hubby thinking, crikey, because sometimes things came out on the couch, mm -hmm. you know, that perhaps hadn't been spoken about in private. So it, it could be, it, you know, it, it, they were very long days. If you had a bad week or you weren't in a good place, the anticipation and anxiety of knowing you're going to go on the couch. Mm -hmm. And every time they pause, okay, up next, we're going to have, and your heart's just pounding like, oh gosh, this is, it's our time now. It's our time now. Kwame, Keisha and Kwame, or Kwame and Keisha. And you're like, okay, this is it. And you don't know what they're going to say to you. They've, you know, 
I think something a lot of people have to understand is the experts technically are only viewing the dinner party to mm-hmm. make their assumptions on your relationship, you know? So it's, it's um, you could have a great week, but if at the dinner party, you don't look like lovey-dovey, they're going to speak on that and go, you know? So it's, it's, it's uh, 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 you know, Grammy, we noticed that when you and Keisha enter, you enter together, but then you, you separate. You go and talk to Richie and so forth, and she'll go and talk to, I don't know, Whitney and April, and that's seen in a negative light, you know? And it's like, no, Paul, we've been living together 24 seven for a whole week. We're just excited to see other people, mm-hmm. you know, and mingle and cut up with mates and what's good, you know, what's the goss? Do you think that you, cause I think a lot of viewers would have said that you came across kind of guarded. And I think Paul at one point said you're the master of controlling your, your emotions, emotions yeah. controlling the situation. And, yeah, I can. Do you think you were open in those in those commitment ceremonies, and more generally throughout the throughout the process? In my opinion, I was um, really. I think both Keisha and I were, mm-hmm. and I think we both, number one, are a lot older, um, more mature. Uh, 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 um, in 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 not in how we are as people, but. We've just, we've got kids, we have businesses, we have a lot of, we have a life outside of mass that mass can influence or have um, an impact on. Mm-hmm. So naturally you're going there with a mindset, I'll be lying if I'm saying I weren't guarded. Yeah, I know that my two young daughters are possibly gonna be watching it. Do I want them to see daddy yelling at his queen? Or do I want them to see daddy handling a situation maturely, not getting into drama? And, you know, you, you, Omar, you're, you're married. If you go out and you hang out with mates and you're at a party, and every married couple has been through this, and something happens where you and the missus are in a bit of a, mm, do you hash it out at the party? Or do you discuss it in the car home? You know, you have that silent, <laughs> awkward moment before someone says something. Or you wait till you get in when the door's shut, the coat's up, then the missus drops one line. Oh, you were very friendly with such and such today. And then, you know, you you then talk it out. So I, I always found it that our relationship was like the most real to, to, to marriage, you know? And I actually really commend how open and unguarded some of the cast members were. I mean, they really let it out there, but each to their own, do what, you know, I could only be who I was comfortable with and how I, that's how I am in real life. I'm, you know, I, I, I protect mine. I protect my family. Okay. So you were as open as you felt you could be. So straightforward question is, did you fancy Keisha? Yes. That's a straightforward answer. (laughs) I mean, you know, like, we fancied each other. If if you were to say, would I? Is there is there another type that I would would have been probably from the offset? Like, oh my god, wow! You know, like in the cartoons where the eyes come out and the jaw drops. Yes, they they. You know, she wasn't one hundred. It wasn't like, oh my god, the experts have found someone amazingly perfect for me. I never expected that, and even more so, I I weren't in there for visuals. 
-hmm. I have been in relationships with my type, you know, the Rihanna, Beyonce looking types for, for, for many, many, for many, for, for a long time. Has those relationships worked? No. So this was about going for more what I need as a man, not what I want as a man. You know, it wasn't about, oh, she looks great, so wicked. It was more like companionship, communication, you know, and, and getting to know each other and growing together and, and seeing that the longevity is there. That's what I was focused on. But I think everyone is more focused on, you know, you've got to look at that partner and it's got to be wowzers and then you're all good. That isn't necessarily always the case. We saw that with Jess and PJ. They mm -hmm. both thought, wow. And they didn't, they, they didn't make it that long, you know. Well, PJ did. But, you know, there's much more uh, layers to making a marriage work. How awkward was the Intimacy Week task with Charlene leaning against the wardrobe? You know what? That was minor. That was fine. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, I always, I always said to people, you know, we're, we're living together in an apartment. You know, of course, I think pe people had the, had the mindset that, that we, like maybe I sleep in a bathroom and she sleeps in the bedroom and we don't touch. Maybe we walk past each other in the kitchen. It's like, ooh, ooh, don't, don't touch my arm. Come on, man. We live together. That was minor. And I remember, I remember saying to Charlene, you know, this ain't nothing new, you know, but <laughs> thank you. You know, can you, can you, can you leave some of the stuff here? That's what I mean. We, we had a chat with her and she said it was, again, I think compared to what was shown on TV, Charlene was saying you could definitely tell the, the sexual tension was rising and all this. There was, a, yeah, there was an atmosphere. I, I heard that. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and, and, you know, do you remember her saying when, she, when we were on the couch that, you know, you two, it definitely was a marital home. I think she may have come to ours after Duker and Whitney's. So... Mm -hmm. The contracts, you know, it, it was homely. There was music, there was food. And this was even after, directly after our, our break. Do you remember? I, I went and stayed in another apartment yeah. after the dinner party. And she still got that energy. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, imagine if she visited even later in the, in the, in, in the series, you know. So, yeah, we, we were cool, man. One of the other things you mentioned in, a, in an earlier answer that I want to get to because you said about being one of the more mature couples, you wanted to stay out of drama. How do you square that with, it was a brilliantly delivered line at the retreat, the, the irony of being consoled by the man who's stealing your woman and then taking a sip of wine. Yeah. Comic delivery, but everything was perfect. <laughs> I absolutely love that. I know, yeah. A lot of people were um, commending me for that. Yeah. that was Actually, that, was... that, that got I, I did a poll about that because mm. I can understand uh, you wanted to bring something that everyone knew out onto the table. That's right. Uh, but also, as much as I appreciated the delivery and thought it was great TV and a great moment, was it the most sensitive way of, of doing that? But what, you know, I'm not going to answer for you, obviously. I'll just have fun. No, and yeah, no, definitely, Omar. I think, you know, um, I felt for Gemma afterwards. But I, I'll give you a little bit of context. You know, I had been um, woken up in the middle of the night by Keisha to say that Whitney wanted to speak to me, you know, to get my advice. That was almost as surprising as hearing all the women picked me as a second husband. <laughs> that resort, something was in the air. But anyway, I, so I went downstairs and I spoke with Whitney and she said to me, look, I really like Matt. 
me and Duke is not working. It's dead in the water. Um, I, I don't know what to do. And, you know, I, I really saw a soft, sweet side from Whitney then, you know? And I was like, no, she really likes this guy. So I just said to her, look, my advice, what you need to do ASAP is let your corresponding partners know. You need to let Duca know and you need to let Gemma know. And we came to the conclusion the best thing would be for Matt to tell Gemma and for Whitney to tell Duca, which she did. You know, Whitney was forthcoming, told Duca, and Duca was like, okay, I understand, that's fine. So, you know, by a certain point, I had assumed that Gemma had been made aware, you know, because why would you not? You know, it, it's going to come out. And then what happened was everybody got to know everyone. That's why you heard me also say at the table when Gemma said, who knew this? Mm -hmm. And I think, I think Shan or someone had said, no, we didn't know. And I was like, Gemma, we all knew. Everyone was whispering it, but trying to be polite. There was that tension at the dinner table of everyone knew, but it was just waiting for the moment. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? And I was just like, you know, so there, there were moments when like, I, I saw Matt buzzing around in the kitchen and whatnot. And I was like, dude, you are not being very um, discreet about this. You see what I mean? Like, people are talking and whispering, oh, he looks happy. I wonder what happened, what's going on there, and did da da Do you think it's because of, and then it would mention him and Whitney. So, you know, you know when someone tells you something private and then you come out and you realise everyone knows this yeah. secret. It's not a secret anymore. So when I saw the fact that he hadn't had, they hadn't had this conversation, and then I saw him going up and hugging Duca, acting like his mate, you know, or doing something, you know, he, he does like Duke. I'm not going to say he didn't like Duke, and he was concerned there, but I just thought, like, mate, this is, this is a slap in the face. And Duke and Matt were mates all the way through. If there was anyone you would say, who is Matt closer, it was Duke. You know, right. Sophie, when Sophie went to go to the gym, who was she going to work out with? That made Jonathan make his comment. It was Matt and Duke. So they were like this. So to hear that, you're close mates with, you work out, you do gym, and you can't find a moment to say, mate, do you know what? I pretty, can see that's pretty dead in the water with you and your missus. Can I, can, I, can I speak to her? I just thought, I just thought I was really uncouth, man. So when I saw him hugging and that, you know, yeah, there's a little bit of red wine was flowing through my system, <laughs> you know, and I was just looking and no one was saying anything. Uh -huh. Like you all know that Matt is with his woman doesn't this look weird? So I actually was saying it in an undertone, but mm -hmm. my voice is very booming. And of course, everyone's mic'd up, everyone's being filmed. So, you know, they caught it. And I think Zoe or someone must have said, what did you say? So yeah. then I repeated it, you know, because I thought, this is, this is ridiculous. Let me say what's on everyone's minds, what's on everyone's lips. And let's just get this out there and deal with it. Because this is, this is getting ridiculous now. Do you, do you think Matt and Whitney should have been allowed back in the process as a, as a couple? I, I didn't have no issue with that. I, if I, when, when I spoke to Whitney, I advised that I think it would be better for everyone else if they actually all put leave as they were planning to do, leave and then continue your relationship in the outside world. Mm -hmm. that, was, that was my advice. I just thought, you, you, you know, being in a relationship so much negative energy doesn't help. Relationships are hard enough already. If everyone thinking, oh my God, you're sick. Da, da, da. If they had gone out, I think people would have respected and appreciated that and just bow up gracefully. 
um, but they wanted to stay in the relationship. And I understood why. They wanted to get expert advice. They wanted that to guide them. So be it. My only issue was making it clear to everybody, to, to, to Gemma and Duca, before once you've done that, then that's your business. You're, you're all adults. Yeah, I think that's the thing is that a lot of people feel like, why didn't you just leave? And then you could have could have continued however you wanted and it would have shown that level of respect to to the, you know, I hate saying the respect to the process and all this. Because I, I was saying yeah. on a, a recent episode, it's like, you know, it's reality TV as well. That's not... <laughs> I think this is what people forget. And, but it's, but at the same time, sometimes as, as a cast member, and I'm sure we've all done it, you know, for me, Thomas, Jenna, you name it, you're watching it and you, 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 you have this out of body experience where you, you watch it as a, as a viewer. And you, you get it. Like, man, if I was just watching this, this guy here and this lady without the context, I would probably be thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? I think the only difference with the two sides of, of type of people that watch reality TV is some people get the context and then they're like, ah, oh, okay, I understand. And it changes their perspective. And then you have a group of people that, nope, I don't care. It don't matter what you've said. <laughs> it don't matter what contents I've got. Their mind's made up from what they've seen before, and that's it. We don't like you. We're upset with you, period. I think a discussion which really requires a lot of context, and you mentioned it before, is uh, where you came to Jonathan's aid around that retreat dinner yeah. table where he was talking about yeah. the size that night you were you were the center of every big discussion had a lot to say didn't i (laughs) i think you know what's funny omar and i'm sure you'll get to this but this is what led to me saying to Kay, like let's get out of here you know i had I, i think i had just had enough it came across comical but after about six of those dinner parties people fighting i was just like jesus can't we actually sit down here and have a laugh yeah, because well, that food, was... Food, drink, you know, it's a beautiful resort. Can't be... There was always an issue, you know. And, you know, for me, the, 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 there were some bits that were cut. And my not point that I was making, it was personal to me as well. Because it's almost as if I had gone to the future and saw how people were going to respond to what I had said to Keisha about the petite coming. Mm-hmm. People are allowed to have a preference. You are allowed to state a preference. And I think after that aired, Jonathan actually messaged me privately and he said, you know what, mate, I want to thank you again for coming to my aid because you said what I was trying to say, but you're so much better at your delivery. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, you, you were able to deliver it in a better way. And I said that if, if you're going to speak on something, you have to give an alternative narrative because some people just won't see it unless you put it put them under the microscope. So the point I was making is, yes, hearing Jonathan say what his preference is or the changes that he wouldn't appreciate, I'm not saying it's right, I'm not saying it's wrong, but he is allowed to say it, right? Because if we flip the script, women say it to men. You know, if you go and shave your beard off after we finish this podcast, Mrs. comes home, she might be like, what have you done? I love the beard. I love rubbing it before we go to bed. Do you know what I mean? But you need to grow that back, you know, or I miss you going to the gym or I miss this. I, I, I need you, but I think it's accepted in society for women to critique men because we're 
strong, masculine, macho, we can take and go, all right, babe, I'm going to go and do it, which isn't the case. Um, and when it's said in reverse, um, it's, it's, it's terrible. And, and again, I'm not saying his delivery was right, but I, I understood that, that where he was coming from, and that's why I defended him. I agree with you that everyone's entitled to a preference, and I, I made the mistake of shaving my beard off. It was a terrible idea. My wife didn't like it. <laughs> I think where people would push back against you is that, yeah, men have uh, pressures on them about the way that they look, the beard, the, yeah. you mentioned uh, muscles, all that sort of stuff. And that is true. But I think the reason a lot of women were upset by more so what Jonathan said and, and, and you supporting him was that it's an unequal pressure. The, the pressures that are on women about the way that they look are just far more than those for men. And it's not that, you know, one doesn't cancel out the other just because they have more pressure. It doesn't mean it's easy for men. Yeah. But it was sort of, it, it, and especially then on top of that, his delivery not That's being right. great about it. Yeah. I think that's why a lot of people kind of yeah. push back against that. Push back against it. Absolutely. I think, I think you know, I, I like to think the reason why I didn't get an argument at the table was that very reason that, you know, and, and, and that was the narrative. It's what he said. I'm not saying he delivered it in a good way. I'm not even saying the message he was pushing was really good. I may have gone about it a, total, a totally different way, but I just wanted to give... A, a different angle that look you know it does also happen in reverse i'm not saying it's small but it does it does also happen in reverse and to create the the, the conversation of we all need to stop it mm -hmm. you know because it, it, you know jonathan would always say like he's used to being around people that give it as good as they get just what i mean so uh -huh. he's probably used to a woman will say to him are oh, you this or you that or da 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 and, and, that's, and, and that's what he does. But, you know, his, his delivery could have been a lot different. And that's why I jumped in, because I was like, oh, mate. Even when I was watching it back home, I was like, Jesus. <laughs> I, I defended him. Like, I didn't have enough <laughs> of my own things to defend and run. And then I, I've added salt and pepper by defending Jonathan <laughs> and hearing it and the way they put it forward. And it's in the trailer and everything. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I hope they edit me out defending him, but you know it's all it's all it's all good, man. Well, you 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 were right. That I was going to come to this about when the commitment ceremony when you 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 basically said, "I think we're good. We need to. We could leave now." Was it was it more just the build up of like having to firefight all these different all the drama that's going on that you didn't really want to get dragged into? You just sort was, of worn out. Yeah, that that was. I would say that was fifty percent of it. But was the message triggered when I was? Was, was, was that one of the uh, shouting at the screen moments? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to know, to, know, to know what, before I think I answer that, I, I, I saw one of the days, I think I was trending number one on Twitter. Uh -huh. And I just did, you know, one thing I have to say is I definitely know how to get people's uh, emotions going. You know, probably look, look at a profession in that, how to trigger people by quietly guiding <laughs> You know, I, I, I saw how trigger people were. Now, I, the answer to your question is this, Omar. It was 50% of it was, oh, there's so much going on right now. It's so wild, you know. And w you know where you're in this positive energy space? That's where Kay and I were. But you're surrounded by people fighting, arguing, bickering, crying. It was energy draining. Not to mention, I missed my kids. I missed work. 
you know, and I felt like the, the next step of our relationship, I was struggling to see how being on the experiment was going to explore that, you know, because right. if, if her and I are like, say, Jenna and Zoe, fine. The biggest conundrum we come have coming out is living arrangements, you know, traveling. And in my opinion, after six, seven weeks or whatever it is, that's fine. You know, I, I don't meet someone and start dating them. And in six, seven weeks, we start talking about where we live in. We might have the conversation, but it's not like a pressure. Whereas with Keisha and I, we both have two children. We both are involved in multiple businesses. And see, and that is very time consuming. You know, what time, what days I have my kids and the co-parenting, the times that I work, how are we going to fit in dating and so forth? Everything's working great now because we're here 24-7 and we have family members looking after our kids. But what happens when the kids come into mix? The multiple businesses we run come into mix. Mm. How do we balance all of that and still move as a unit? So I was like, I don't want to get too excited now that we're working and all of this is good. Let's get out there and let's see what we're like in the real world. I don't want to do a homestay for a day or two. I want to stay home and really see that. So that was my logic to say to her, look, let's go out and really see. You know, we're in a good place now. We're all good. Let's go and see. And that, that was my uh, reasoning behind it. It's difficult to fit everything in, especially when you're going to the cinema every Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, that's what I love, Omar. You say something and it just becomes you know the narrative you know i i do love doing other things crikey but yeah I, I do love a movie man what's your favorite film of all time matrix what a good choice wow I yeah now matrix. matrix is my movie man like <laughs> you know but i i like all sorts of things i really love notebook silver linings <laughs> playbook wow. I've, I've got I love mangas. So in each genre, I have a favourite. But if I were, if someone would say, pick one favourite movie, it's The Matrix. We've been talking for a while and it's been yeah. fantastic. And we've not yeah. even come to the biggest thing about your, your time on the show. You mentioned yeah. the homestays. Yeah. Explain the bench. Why, why the bench? Well, as you can see, I'm doing this podcast from a park. There's actually, <laughs> there's, a, there's a shed in a park and... The park well, recreation have allowed me to, you know, there's <laughs> Wi-Fi in the shed. You know what, dude? I mean, gosh, I've had this conversation so many times by now. Do you know what I mean? But it, it, it was like a simple thing was, as the homestays were coming up, I said to Kay, look, I, I, my kids live with me. You know, I co-parent. So there are many days that are at my home. And when my kids are at my home, I want to know they're safe. I want to feel safe. As a protective measure, I don't necessarily, I don't want to film in my home. And you know what? In my backstory, you know, before I even met you, I didn't film in my home. Production acquired accommodation for me. And they did that in season one. It's something which they do. So I had let them know that, can you pick um, can you get an accommodation for me like you did a couple of weeks ago for me to do the homestay? And it, 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 the response was, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll look into that and get back to you. The day before my homestay, they came and said they were unable. I even suggested um, the, 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 the company they use because it, the, the, there's one, there's an Airbnb that's 
near where I live. So I still get to show her my area and we still get to do a home state in my area. But they came back and said they were unable to secure it, whether it meant they couldn't get permission to film in there, what have you. But what they did get permission from was the local park. So they came back and they said to me, oh, you know, Coronation Gardens has given us permission to film it. I thought, oh, Cory Gardens, I, I know there. I used to walk through there. I'll take my kids there. You know, in hindsight, I wish I had said, Omar, there's no way I'm going to film in a park because I know you guys, you're going to spin it like this was my choice and this is what I wanted to do. I did not know it was going to be like that. So when they came back and said that, I said to Kate, like, look, this is what they've picked for me. And then afterwards, we're going to go to a restaurant where my boys are going to come and meet me, which is a restaurant that I frequent. Um, and she was cool with it. She was like, oh, okay, that's fine. So when we then sat down on the bench, uh, <laughs> the park bench, I, I, you know, she started asking me, you know, so I've, why, why have we come here? And I thought, this is good because this, the, 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 the viewers are not going to understand it. So I'm glad she's asking me. This is, gives me a chance to explain why to them. But what they did when they edited it and played it back is they cut it short. So they got me saying, I'm private and secretive. And it was like, okay. And I'm, set, I'm sat at home, oh my, I'm watching it and I'm like, oh God, this is where you delete Twitter, Kwame. This is where <laughs> you delete Twitter. Because when this is over. And what they did, what I actually explained is I'm private and secretive. Because I said, I don't want the general public to see my home. And then she was like, but you're on a TV show. Why would you do that? And I was like, I'm private and secretive. So I'm protecting my kids. That's why I don't want the general public to go in. However, more than happy for us to jump in an Uber right now. My place is five minutes down the road. We can go there and I will show you it off camera. If this is a determining factor, if seeing my home is what's going to make you happy to know, okay, I feel like I know Kwame better, we can go and do that. There's no way... I'm going to come and marry you and not show you my home. But the way it was shown on the episode was as if I was saying, I know you're my wife, but I'm private and secretive. So I have no intentions of showing you my home. Who would do that? It's ludicrous. I, I just weren't happy as I were in the beginning and not letting the cameras come in there and for people to see an angle of my window or my front door or something that I, I didn't approve but you don't get to see the edits. And it's shown it on TV and I'm like, oh, crikey, everyone's going to know. People can start turning up on my yard. Well, yeah, you mentioned earlier, and it definitely, uh, just off the top of my head, I know that it happened last year with Amy, where I think they they had a house for her to do to do a homestay. And yeah, yeah. See, that, that does seem unfair because Lara had actually told us when we recorded our, our, our episode with her that that was, that was the reason that you... Uh, that you didn't want them to show your home was for the your kids kind of oh, safety. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah, which I can I can totally totally understand because I mean even just on the minimal level of social media stuff that we get, which is right. going to be nothing compared to yours. You know who knows what what idiotic people are out there. So that's a totally understandable reason to me. So do, in that sense, do you feel a bit let down by the by the network there and the way they've they've done that edit? I'm not I don't I'm not trying to to get you to dig them out, but it does seem a big thing like this. Do, do, do you know what? I? It's funny, really, because I think it's, just, it's almost like production knows Kwame can handle it. Right. 
You know, I, I don't know. I could be wrong. But because when I think about it, I weren't the only one that didn't take people to my home. Mm -hmm. But I'm the only one who was highlighted. They played that comical clown music in the background. Do you know, if you, if you watch it from a media perspective, you see that the, it's genius. Yeah. You know, little things. That, and Kwame decided to bring Keisha to his local park. <laughs> doom, 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 doom. So you're thinking, what the hell? And I'm, I'm going to get to this in a, in, in a, on, on the next question. It's, it's also how they lead in the trailer before they even show the episode. It's, it's already programming the mindset before you've even watched it like, oh, you know. Um, so basically I watched it and I thought, come on guys, you could have just run my sentence on a bit longer where I say, because when people hear, oh, so you did offer to take her to your place off camera, they're like, oh, well, I guess that's not so bad. Then when, they, when, they, when I then say to people, oh, I weren't the only one that didn't do a homestay, then they go, oh, that's true. You yeah. know, Ad Adrian didn't do a homestay. Tom didn't go to his home. Uh, April didn't go to her home. You know, there, there, there were a few that didn't, but mine was highlighted. And also, I, I could almost see production going, ah, so Kwame wants us to find a location. We can't get an Airbnb. Let's do it in a park. That'd be great. Can you imagine? His homestay is in a park. It doesn't take her home. It takes it up. It's great TV. And, and, I don't mind when I take this is what made this is what I deliberated before coming on the going on the experiment is there are some things that might go out of context and that can you handle that and I definitely can because I have fantastic platforms such as mass hysteria uh, radio shows you name it where I get to then explain the context mm -hmm. which is fine it's within contractual agreements you're allowed to give more context privately and if, if people listen to that, which they do, then, you know, um, it's, it's great entertainment. You trend number one on Twitter, and then you explain the narrative, and people go, ah, okay. Anyone reasonable would understand understand what you're saying, and you, you seem to know, like, uh, how, how media works. Is You know, I'm going to, when I, when I promote this episode, I'm going to put Kwame's real reason behind the park bench, you know. It's just exactly. That that's just Absolutely. That's, and, and, and it's gotta it's gotta grab people. Do you see what I mean? And I think one 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 follower of mine said to me, You're not you're like the villain, but you're not a malicious villain. You're a love to hate. And in fact, since you and Keisha have left, I'm not enjoying it as much mm -hmm. because you brought so much entertainment. How much content have people who wish to use it to grow their platforms have gained just from what we've done. Oh, you know, yeah. great. Do you well, see what I, I mean? Yeah, I'll say, speaking from experience, we definitely definitely have. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. That's just why I think you're one, been one of my favourite participants is because you've Thank definitely you. brought up issues. You, you know, I said uh, that you triggered my wife a few times. Yeah. It was about... It was about the right level of drama and discussion. Whereas yeah. some people who are on there and who are still on there, it's it feels a bit nasty. Yes, and it's not it's, and it's, it's not it's, like that with you. I think we right. even Kelly, who we would argue about you. I think we ended our discussion when you left, which we're coming to in a second, with her saying yeah. that you, you you're a nice guy. She doesn't think there's anything malicious about you, which I think is important. You know. Yes, that's right, and I, and I think people do see that. 
and and to be honest with you, Omar, there could be a lot of other things people could be despising me over, you know, um, that are that are not acceptable for what I was say villainized or raised eyebrows about. <sighs> there, there's it's nothing malicious. Yeah, it's, it's 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 it comes from an opinion state and um, something I easily can say that makes people go, oh yeah, you know what? He wasn't the only one that didn't do a homestay. Yeah. And then start questioning. So why why am I feeling this way towards him? I'm feeling this way towards her or towards that guy. And then it raises that question. And that's what I love. So in a way, I'm almost grateful. Really? Yeah, because I think that my time on the experiment has raised questions and conversations. One of the biggest ones for me, Omar, double standards. The biggest thing. So many men were like, oh, wow. So this is what happens when a man isn't, it says to a woman what women have been saying to men for eons that we accept. I'm not ready to be intimate yet. Mm -hmm. A woman says that to a man. You don't go, oh, my God, she doesn't fancy him. Are you attracted? If you start dating your missus, Omar, from the first two weeks, and you make advances towards her intimately. And she says, you know what, Omar, I want to take my time. I'm not quite there yet. I like you, but I'm not quite there yet. I want to see more of you before I get physically, sexually intimate with you. As a man, you might even appreciate that. Like, you know what? I love that. I don't want to get there easy. I, I love the fight. I love the way it's, it's going to make it more <clears throat> when we get there. It's normal in society for a woman to say no to a man. And it doesn't mean anything negative. It has a positive connotation. You reverse it and it's like, oh my God, the man doesn't want to be intimate with me. Men are just sexual beasts. If they're offered sex, they never say no. They, you know, and not even just men, black men, you know, black men, we're known to, we have this, this stereotype of, you know, we cheat, we gravity. When um, uh, uh, a gossip came out that they believe that there's a cheat, someone cheats and goes to another husband, whose name came in the mix? Right. Straight away, I bet you it's Kwame or Whitney. Hold on, you don't even know me. Yeah. Why are you thinking it's me? You know, naturally they think that because it, of all the people they see, he's the one. I was loyal as loyal can be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a, there's a narrative, there's a stereotype. And so I think what this has created, the after the show, is the conversations and it's highlighting, you know, the double standard. I've had interviews on radio. I had Lydia Rose do a post on me yesterday about it. There's an article. And everyone is like, do you know what? Yes, some women have even said, do you know what, Kwame, I'm guilty of that. I get it. So you're happy with the with what's what's come out of the the show, but just coming to the to the um, the final commitment ceremony, I was surprised that you you put stay at that point because it seemed fairly obvious after the after the home staycations and the family and, and everything that it was it was kind of done. So what no was doubt. what what was you thinking there? I. There was, there was a, a lack of communication between um, Keisha's homestay and uh, the final commitment ceremony. And I'll probably say that this is probably like four days or something. 
mm-hmm. right? Um, in between that was the, the 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 guy and girls party. So yeah. again, we were separated. I'm out morning to afternoon at a party. She's out afternoon to night. She gets back home. It's bedtime, you know. So we 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 didn't really get to chat, and I, and I did try to communicate, but you know, um, I think after her sisters had said I'm not interested, um, that was it for her. But what you have to understand is I weren't there, and they never gave me that feedback. So I, I was just no, going to ask how how did you hear then that she'd been saying that she was single? I got I got told via um, one of the husbands that. My missus came home last night telling me that um, your your wife was there saying she's single and this, that, and that. And I got told like eight in the morning before, while I was getting ready to go to the commitment ceremony. Right. So it was like, what? You know, so I was, I was just oblivious to all of this. And naturally, I was getting the energy. I was getting a sense like, we are not in a good place. Things are wrong. Absolutely. But like I said earlier, Omar, the only issue we had, and it wasn't even an issue, was earlier in the process with the intimacy thing. For five weeks, no problem. Why is it that on the first issue that comes up, yes, it is a problem. I'm going to cut and run. This is a marriage, right? We're here to make it work. We've got the opportunity to sit in front of the experts and really talk it out. And it was George and Jonathan that sat with me and they said to me, mate, if you leave now, you never would have got to speak to her. And if you, if you actually stay, that's going to give you an opportunity to talk things out because you guys are good. This is just a problem that's come up. You don't, you know, you leave now, the chances are you won't speak again. You're going to go home, she goes home, and then it's dead in the water. And you never actually got to talk things out. You know, why, why are you saying this? Let me, let me explain more about the homestay. You know, let's talk. And that's, and that's why I wanted to stay. Is like, it's what you hear a lot of people say. Like, I think Jordan used to say a lot, like, in the real world, I have an issue, I'm gone, I'm out. In this experiment, the idea was to stay, do things different that you do in the real world. And that's why I wanted to stay so we could talk, we could hash it out, just like the issue we had in the earlier of the process. I knew after a conversation a day or two, we'd be laughing happy again. That's what I thought. So you were you were disappointed then when it was when it written leave. My my suit for vow renewal was on our beds. You know, I had it delivered, measured up, and it was sitting, it was laying on our bed. So it was my indirect way, even though we're not talking as babes. I'm obviously, I'm looking ahead to next week positively. This mm-hmm. is an issue. Let's talk it out. This is what I'm going to wear. You know, we like to match. So let's see what outfit you're going to rock mm-hmm. to go with this. Do you see what I mean? That's, that's where my head was at. And I, I also, we had this understanding that if ever it got to a place that any of us were going to leave, we would communicate it, just like I did um, after the resort. To say, do you know what, babe, I'm ticked off. I don't think this is going to work. My sister said, no, I'm leaving. Wow, okay, can we talk about it? Nah, not interested. Then at least I'd be in a no. And I possibly at that point would have put leave as well, because I'm not trying to keep anyone. And that's why I changed it. Once I realized, oh, it definitely is a leave, 
I'm not going to keep you here. Do you, do you regret? Uh, sorry, just because we went out of order on a few things, which is you know we're having sorry. a good conversation. Conversation, so. yeah. yeah. The uh, do you regret when she was telling you about her pregnancy? Some of your some of your responses there because that really seemed to to irritate her, and that was what yeah. she brought up on the on the commitment ceremony couch when she left. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, I, I you know, I I was nervous for the day. I know they showed it in, in, in two days, but it was all in one day that you're coming down, you're going to view her place, you're going to be there, you're going to walk around. And then later that afternoon, her sisters and friend are going to come mm-hmm. and grill you. And, we, you know, Kay and I were even joking about, I was saying it to all the other cast members, like, oh my God, I'm going to get grilling this weekend. I'm not looking forward to it. It's going to be intense. So I was just nervous. And we were sitting there and, you know, she was pouring me rum. You know, and I was like, yeah, Dutch courage. So <laughs> I was, I was, I was drinking that and we were actually laughing. So we were having a laugh and talking about things. And and then she went into um, a serious conversation, you know, and I was still <laughs> in the jovial thing. So when she said it, I was like, you know, I was like, hey, or something. And I was just like, I just went ready. But straight after that, mate, I apologized. And I was like, look, I didn't. How many times do I call you a queen? I respect you. I, I, I think it's fantastic your journey, what you've done. You know, don't take that little moment as who I am or my mindset. We've had hundreds of times, we've been having those conversations from the plane towards Maldives, mm-hmm. where I've said, you're amazing. And this was when we were getting to know each other. That was just one moment I was like, nerves, bit of rum in the system, and the wrong thing just came out. But I did apologise. And I apologised on the, on the couch at the commitment ceremony. Yes. Well, yeah, you know. yeah. Uh, what, so what's your relationship like now? There's no relationship. No, no, no contact at all? No. Um, you know, I, 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 I try to uh, sort of reach out because for me, I just think it's such an extraordinary experience and thing to go through. And we got so close. You know, but I'd like to think it's early days. Mm-hmm. You know, the show is still on. Who knows? Maybe later on down the line, I'd like to think, you know, we can be cool. I'm not talking about best mates, but at least like, you know, how you doing? Or see a picture of mm-hmm. me and my kids and like it and do a comment. You yeah. know, oh, I remember talking to Hallie, you know, when we were in the apartment. I hope all is well. That's That's... Hmm. how the relationship I have with everyone else yeah a nice walk in the park you know <laughs> yeah. I don't think I will take I definitely would take it to a park that would just trigger things right back <laughs> of all the places you had to bring me back here and I'll be saying hey context baby context <laughs> you know um but yeah it, it's it's um she doesn't want to be in contact she doesn't want to talk and all that and mate it's fair you know the the, the experiment this is five months ago you know, so I've moved on. I've got great yeah. family, great opportunity. And everyone's out here. If you didn't work, you're out there dating, isn't it? And trying to find find it again your own way. Well, this is the thing that when whenever we talk to cast members, normally if Kelly's here, she she always likes to end with this. I find it's a bit invasive, but she'll kill me if I don't ask. So Yeah, but why didn't you ask him that? Yeah. On, you seeing anyone dating? I don't, yeah, yeah, I'm dating. 
Yeah. <laughs> is that that's, that's like the least you've answered a question. Do you, see, do you know? Do you know do, I know it's the shortest. Like all of them I've elaborated. Do you know what it is? It's like you're on all these interviews that you do while the show is on. You try. You, you you train yourself not to give away stuff. Mm-hmm. You're contracted to do that, so you've got to be careful. So sometimes when I'm asking something, I'm trying not to. But yeah, I mean, come on, who wouldn't be if you've come off the show and you're not together? You 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 know, you don't stop there. You take a little time out. You reflect, you chill, but yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think what, what more do you want? <laughs> Ask. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, the master I mean, of control in the, the, the conversation. Ah, uh, yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, people will be watching it. Look, he's he's still doing it. At least I kept it succinct. So <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put uh, on the promotion for this one. I'm gonna put it's a, it's a long episode because you know it's Kwame's. <laughs> yeah, do that, grab. Do it. <laughs> Thank you for for coming on once again. We really appreciate it because, you know, it's, you can tell who's who's up for a chat and taking the things that we put out at least in the right in the right way. And and we definitely want to give you the the, the platform because you've been a villain, I put in quotation marks. But you know, yeah. so it's, I think it's it's good that you we've you've come on so we can hear your side of things more unfiltered. I mean, there's been lots there that I didn't. I think it's given context to what what happened on yeah. that on the show. So thank you for coming on. No problem, sir. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Mm -hmm.